The CGA Tour, a podcast unlike any other. Now your host, Calvin Alexander. Welcome back to yet another episode of the CGA Tour podcast. As always here, I'm your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander. But tonight, it's another Thursday night of recording here in Oklahoma City. So we're back again with another episode of the Big 3 in OKC. I'm still your host, Walt Calvin, of course, and I'm joined by Walter Agnich and Joel DiNicolo, a.k.a. Walter Agnich, the bruiser and the driver to the hoop, and Joel DiNicolo, the Laker fan that I know. Sorry, Joel, I haven't seen you play basketball yet, but I am very curious what your basketball nickname will be once we do play with each other at some point. Walter, you've seen it before. You got one for me? Yeah, yeah. Walt, you got kind of a... Yeah, yeah. Man, he, he loves his... You know, we talk about the development of the crossover game in the 2000s. Joel has that patented 2000 Allen Iver crossover. <laughs> so, yeah, he a little, crossover any, slow motion, a a little, slow motion one. <laughs> it, well, it's an over embellished one. If yeah, you know, it's where it's going clearly up into the right hand above the head. Uh, he'll hit you with that at the top, and then he'll get you down, uh, down below the block, and hit you with another crossover there. Yeah, so uh, crossovers, and of course, uh, not feeding the big man when he uh, picks and pops. Yeah, that's his. That's his I'm, other problem. I'm looking for that big man at the rim, man. Not a three-point line. That's where I'm at. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a little pick-and-pop action, but uh, yeah, go ahead, Joel. Go ahead and just take all the points and assists. I'm just going <laughs> to say in a pickup game, I'm definitely trying to score closer to the bucket versus farther away. But that's my game personally, Walter. I know you're a better shooter than I am. At least you have been. We'll see. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Walter. Every Sunday, we've been playing for a minute now, man. Got to get you out. Um, we'll see, though. With all that being said, though, I know we've got some topics to cover tonight. So, first off, we want to talk about the worst three, um, I guess, three of the worst GM jobs for NBA teams right now. Who is the frontrunner for MVP? A Thunder New Arena name with their sponsor idea possibilities. And, last but not least, Walter's Power Rankings of Topic to be Determined. So, Walter... Do you want to take it away here with a worst? Uh, I knew you job? would come after me, Calvin. The first no, to go. no, I, mean, I, 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 I can go first Calvin here. I can go first. I was about to say I've been, I've been off for a week. Can you give me a little bit of a break here? Can we sure. go to someone else for? My goodness, you all know, right. At least let me let me warm into this episode. Okay, let me warm in. It's hey, been, it's hey, been, a, it's been hey. a hard travels. Wait, yeah, hey, hard. yeah, yeah. You're getting you've been pretty off for a couple darn weeks. defensive and offensive here yeah, on the fact that you've been I'm off just a saying, week. My bad. With, oh, yeah, it's okay. It's just been a long day. I apologize. Walter, did you really go to Colorado? Yeah, I went to Colorado for a few days. Uh, Why did you say in the text you want to talk about Kansas? <laughs> I'm very confused. Uh, I know Kansas well, is on right. the way to Colorado yeah, and on the way back. Yeah, Kansas. What can you say about driving to Colorado, driving through Kansas? Uh, the only good thing, the only horrible interesting drive. thing, it's a horrible drive, and it's even worse now because there's a bunch of Trump signs. Um, if I could, I next time I'm bringing black spray paint and just typing, writing loser on those things. Um, but yeah, there was really no significance of Kansas just driving through except getting annoyed with the Trump signs. Walter, you got to redownload Snapchat, man. I started to send you a video the other day of For me real? seeing a uh, Trump 2020 bumper sticker and then making fun of the person who's basically has a uh, Ohio State 2020 national championship bumper sticker on their car. Yeah, well, here's like, the lost. thing, Calvin. Back, they lost. Back, back in the day, my iPhone had four gigs of memory. I had to battle between Snapchat, other apps. Uh, so Snapchat had to go. I have this new phone. It's got 60 gigs now. And so memory is not so much of an issue. 
Um, it's more of just uh, downloading it again, which uh, is problematic at times. Well, also, so, you be a little bit too much dramatic about this, or what? Uh, all right. I, uh, Anyways, the worst GM jobs. I apologize, Gavin. <laughs> right? My bad. You're good. Long You're day. Good. You're good. Long, Long day. Trip. Tired. All type of stuff. Yeah. Um, anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was an anniversary. Anniversary yeah, was, was your anniversary month ago. Yep. <laughs> Two yep. months ago for Walter. I don't know. Um, I'll say it here. I think one of the worst GM jobs of looking at everything here is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't think anyone's going to necessarily disagree with me too much here. One, you've got a tough decision with Cat. Just with, I mean, one, he's not playing at like a superstar, all-star every single year in your out level. Two, he doesn't stay healthy for all that long. Three, you've also got new ownership coming in here, too. So that's going to be tough to, to deal with as well, too. Owner, new ownership immediately, high expectations, et cetera, et cetera, all type of stuff, right? So I've got the Timberwolves here as one of the worst three. Mm -hmm. I'm going down to number one, though. So I think they're the third worst GM job in the to take over today in the league. Joel, what about you? We'll let Walter go last and... Yeah, 100% agree, uh, man. <laughs> I mean, we're really rewinding the time uh, on the clock, man, to really remember the first, or I'm sorry, the last time they won an actual a playoff series. You guys remember what year that was? I I don't. Timberwolves? Yeah, it Minnesota Timberwolves, the last was, time they won a playoff uh, series. It was with uh, Wally Zerbiak right before they played the Lakers and lost. Good job, Walt. Man, you're a Dang, smart man. There we go. Yep. Good old Wally. Hey, that sounded like a name drop. That's is that a name drop candidate of the night? Oh, Wally Zerbiak? Dude, I feel oh, like he man. was prepared for that one. Oh man. I loved him in this uh coverage of the uh, NCAA tournament this year. Yeah, he's pretty solid. He's pretty solid. Miami University himself, man. Yeah, that but you are correct. Back in the Latrell Spreewell, Sam Cassell, KG days, man. Long time removed since 2004 is the last time the Minnesota Timberwolves have won a playoff series. That's unbelievable. How old are, I know you guys are a lot younger than me. How how old were you guys in 2004? We were 11. Yes. 11, 11 years, years old. old. Yep, finishing okay. up fourth grade. So this is uh, obviously this season. They're, of course, not making the playoffs, making it 17 seasons in a row with no playoff series wins. And they've had some nightmare, nightmare seasons in there, including obviously this year. I mean, they had a, a 15 and 67 uh, season of 17 and 65, a 16 and 66. Uh, they're, they're obviously 16 and 44 this year. I mean, those are um, those are horrific years. And uh, and the trend, obviously, like uh, 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 Calvin had mentioned, it, it doesn't look like the, it's changing anytime soon. Obviously, the, you got a little spark um, uh, with. Uh, oh my goodness! Wow, wow! I'm really slipping. What's our uh, top? Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Wow, you know. You want to, my name drop almost fell out of my mouth. Guess who almost said? I almost said Anthony Bennett. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. Uh, and I was like, no, don't say that. That's not right. Uh, but yeah. Um, so with Anthony Edwards really putting on a show, especially in the second half of the season, obviously it's a, a, a team headed south and a, a young kid getting a really sh show and display his talents. Um, but still, uh, I, I don't see the combination uh, uh, working. Cat, I, I feel like he needs to go get a new surroundings. Uh, man, they brought in D'Lo, and that had a lot of expectations because they you know, supposedly had chemistry together, and you got D'Lo coming off the bench. And, uh, yeah, the, Minnesota's uh, that's a tough job, uh, not to mention, obviously, just the 
ge- geographic area of the United States. Nobody wants to be in the cold. Man, did you guys see uh, PJ Tucker yesterday? I know he's not in Minnesota, but did you, talk, you guys see what he did? Oh, uh, wow. for the Bucks? Talk about a no. segue there. Sorry what about that. But no, I mean, it leads into the the yeah, climate yeah. and the geography of Minnesota. Obviously, PJ Ducker, you know, recently has joined Milwaukee. Yeah, man, he was upset about the snow that was going down yesterday, and that's a play. See, unaware that Milwaukee gets snow. Exactly, but I mean, but you got to remember, he's been in obviously Houston for quite a few years, and in Phoenix, and I think again, I think that he's from Texas too, problem. right? from texas um so yeah going up north it's not attractive man there's not unless you're from the north you don't want to be in the north and so yeah. i think that just speaking, adds into the challenges of minnesota speaking just, just as somebody who has lived in a, a year recently in detroit i would much rather live in oklahoma with oklahoma's weather says than, a lot. than detroit's weather now i will say that with this caveat i have not lived in michigan for a whole summer so i have not seen both but the winters in Michigan are forever. So that's just, yeah, I mean, not that too much. I know Walt had something too here. Yeah, no, just adding on to the winter. Uh, you know, uh, last week visiting Colorado, I left uh, Oklahoma City shorts, T-shirts, and flip-flops. I got into Colorado, six inches of snow and 20-degree weather. So, yep, nope, I am tired of the snow. I'm right there with you, PJ. That was very <laughs> difficult. Yeah. All right, so so you, you also have the Timberwolves here. Walter, who do you have? Yeah, I just, you know, this is kind of weird. It makes me kind of itchy here. Uh, I've got the Timberwolves at number three also. Uh, <laughs> obviously, they let me down. I said they'd make the playoffs. The uh, reason I don't have them at number one is, like we, like you guys said, Anthony Edwards is a player. Uh, we all know D'Angelo Russell is a player and Cat's a player. Um, you know, if they happen to get the first pick and get Cade Cunningham or some, another piece like that, move D'Lo to the shooting guard, um, that does seem like, you know, I know I shot myself in the foot last the beginning of the season, said they were going to make the playoffs, but man, that just seems like a team that could turn it around. So that's why they're not my absolute worst. Um, just because of that fact that they actually could get the first pick. And I know it really didn't help them this year, but maybe it will uh, next year. And then also, you know, the, you know, it's kind of cool having Alex Rodriguez kind of own part of the Timberwolves there. Uh, really funny that Anthony Edwards didn't know who he was. I think that was the best part. Um, and <laughs> I, I just got to say here, how can you believe. how can you arguably throw a baseball 100 plus miles an hour or 100 miles an hour? Right. Anthony Edwards like, yeah, it's gonna be one month and I can throw 100 again like he has in the past. I didn't know that. Uh, and crazy. and how just how can you clearly play baseball? But not know who A Rod is. I mean, is he that much younger than we are? Are we now old? Yeah, no, there's definitely. But the best part is, is obviously Alex brought it up to J Lo and said, J Lo, honey, I want to buy part of this NBA team. And she said, no, you're not, because it's in Minnesota, cold snow. And he said, no, I'm buying the team. And uh, she, she uh, said, I'm out. I'm out. She said, deuces. She took the line uh, from Beyonce and said, everything in a box to the left for <laughs> Alex. So, was buying the Timberwolves worth it breaking up with JLo? I mean, one would say that they probably were going to break up anyways, but I don't know. She's definitely not Shakira. I'll tell you that. So, maybe it was okay. I'm going to say it was a makeup I, thing. Whenever yeah. A-Rod got depressed after this, he went, and I couldn't get the Mets either. Screw it. What team can I buy? And then went yeah. after went after yeah. uh, Now, Shakira tells you, you're not buying this team. Joel, you are not buying the team. That's as simple as that. I wish Walter uh, would use me as an example since I'm the single guy of the three of us. But anyways. <laughs> Calvin, 
Well, okay, but Joel loves Shakir just as much as I do. That's the reason why I looped him in. Fair enough. Okay. This is true. I had to hear about her every Tuesday, Thursday, and then uh, Friday as we're leaving. He had to shout her name as we're exiting work. Shakira, Shakira. (laughs) Not surprised. Walter, do you want to take the next one? You want me to come back here with the... Uh, coming in at number two, um, I have a team that shouldn't be on this list, but is I've got the Orlando Magic. Now, I love Marvel. I love that they're sponsored by Disney. I love Universal Studios. I love Disney World. And it's in Florida. This I don't understand how they can't have any success. I mean, they had success with Dwight Howard, which I guess was a little bit. Um, it hasn't been as long as the Timberwolves. Uh, but uh, this team is in, I mean, what pieces they did have, they blew it up. So uh, I do have the Orlando Magic as much as it pains me because I feel like this shouldn't be as difficult as they make it. Um, see, I would disagree with you there a lot just because, honestly, before then they also had um, Shaq and Penny, and they do play in Orlando. So they were in the playoffs recently. They won a playoff game recently. And no. <laughs> they won a playoff game. Well, I say all of this with the, with with the with the caveat here is like last year they're in the playoffs. Like the other two teams, like we're only doing the the worst three NBA GM jobs. If we're doing the worst ten, I would expect the Magic to be one of the ten for sure. But we're doing the worst three. Like I got two more names on my list who are much higher um, right now as far as worst GM jobs. So, Joel, what about you? I mean, are 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 they on your list? Orlando did not make my my three. Uh, No, Uh, but I do have two other northern United States teams. Uh, The next one I have, and and Calvin kind of set it up for me, is Detroit Pistons. Yay! (laughs) Uh, Ever since, uh, unfortunately, they, they did defeat and ultimately broke up my beloved Lakers back in 2004 with uh, overwhelming finals uh, showing a 4-1 series. Um, obviously, they came back the following year, you know, lost to the, the, the Spurs in the finals. And then they've kind of just steadily decreased since then. And just like the Timberwolves, not far off, um, they are also 13 seasons in a row, including this year, obviously not making the playoffs this year, without a playoff series win. Uh, That is tough. And in that time, they did make the playoff three times, but they couldn't even squeak out a single win in three different of those series over that 13 year span. So I think the Detroit Pistons are obviously in a tough spot. Obviously they have made some, some moves. Of course, you know, they were able to, uh, I don't say get rid of, cause I think the guys got rid of the Pistons and that would be uh, Derek Rose and Blake Griffin. Uh, but the team is obviously getting much, much younger. And when you're resetting, obviously that's the way to go. Um, they do have a couple pieces, but still leading. I mean, trying to get, uh, talent back in Detroit it's just sad because obviously for us you know we do remember the good old Detroit basketball oh yeah I was playing that a second ago I don't know if you guys hear that or not (laughs) yeah with big shot uh billups man and you got a uh there it is Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace man Rip Hamilton that's good. I love the sound yeah. effects. Man. Oh yeah. Well, Joel, it. you know who you can credit for ending the Detroit basketball, the Detroit Pistons, right? You know who? It's it's a very familiar name. It's LeBron Calvin. James. Oh, they're gonna say Calvin. 
Yeah, no, 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 not Calvin. LeBron. I mean, do you Wait, remember that, that? Hold on a second here. Stop. Hit the brakes. I had nothing to do with that. If anything, I brought a fellow guy who had worked in Oklahoma for several years with me or got him to come join me here um, to Detroit, who has completely changed over the roster and only left Sekou Duyamboya on it from the previous year. But go ahead, Walter. That was that was very impressive, Calvin, by the way. Yes, you did. You had, Dude, you had a big impact, an Oklahoma impact. Once you came there, they so realized we need more Oklahomans. They they did, which they got, of course, Troy Weaver. I, I disagree with Joel here as well, just because I think Detroit would, objectively speaking here, be like the fourth or fifth that I have. The reasons why they're not is because they have um, they have won NBA titles within the past decade. And now, granted, it was one, or excuse me, century. But they've won an NBA title, like period. Uh, and they've actually won three. They have a historic kind of past. They play in a brand new arena, a brand new practice facility, et cetera, et cetera. But the main thing here is that they have a bunch of just freedom going forward. That Like, no one else owns their draft picks for the next five years. Um... They don't have a ton of cap space all taken up by somebody either, um, by a big name player, etc. Like all of the cap space, they have Jeremy Grant on what's an affordable, probably tradable deal here, and they also have some good rookies. Which Saban Lee looks like the best rookie so far. I think he was the second rounder, or maybe he was he was the latest first round pick. Um, but they also have Isaiah Stewart, who I get when they were picked confused. But they and they have Killian Hayes to come back from injury. So that's why I have the Pistons maybe fourth or fifth, not. Not again, again, I'm, I'm pulling straws here, right? But that's why I have, and I think you guys can probably figure out who I'm hitting at right now, right? I'm saying several things like they don't have a ton of cap space issues. They don't have all their picks. And I want to take a guess who I'm going to name here is my second worst NBA GM job. <laughs> I've, I've used this in two different podcast titles. At one point I said, Houston, we have a problem. And then the other podcast title was Houston. We still have a problem. And I'm still here talking about the Houston Rockets. Um, Again, they do not have the decision to control their first round besides some heavily, I mean, I'm talking top four pick heavily protected, right? When you got a six-player draft like this year, you don't want a top four protected pick. You want a top 10 protected pick. Rockets do not have that. They also have a ton of their cap space just tied up in guys who... I mean, John Wall's great. Like, he, he's he's going to put out a good effort, but he's not going to play in all the games. Um, so that's why I have the Houston Rockets here as the second worst NBA team. Before I, before I go to bed every night, Calvin, I pray that the Rockets get the fifth draft pick. I that is a, I look that on tankathon.com and I upload, I just screenshot one of tankathon.com's like, Random selectors every single day, hoping that whenever draft day comes, I'll be able to have something that'll be correct. Because I, I swear, man, they're, if they lock into like the second pick this year or the first pick, that's going to annoy the crap out of me, the Rockets. Because in, in the Rockets, like, yes, they have NBA championships, like I said before about the Pistons. But when it comes to splitting hairs here, they have not won an NBA championship with their best player of uh, recent memory and James Harden. Or... I mean, and they had a lot of playoff success, but like in a, in a, in an age where if you don't got the chip, you don't have, you know, have the ring, you don't have anything. Um, I mean, I mean, the Rockets, like they went far, but man, I mean, are, randomly Russell Westbrook comes to, comes to Houston, sucks, goes to a different team and does a bunch better statistically speaking, which Joel will have more on that later for a year. But, um, <laughs> 
I, I guess I'm what I, I was uh, last year with this one, so I'm going again. And the worst NBA GM job in the league is the Sacramento Kings. Yeah! What? What? what a pick, Calvin. Yeah, let's go. No. <laughs> they have a history of literally never drafting the correct guy. Um, the last guy they drafted correctly was Chris Webber. Then they drafted, of course, Jason White. And I think that actually, yeah, I think that was, they drafted him here. Um, yeah, yeah. did get drafted by the Kings. Yeah, he got oh, drafted I'm sorry. by the Magic. It was sorry. a trade. Thank you. He got thank drafted you. by the thank Magic. Magic, thank and then traded to the Warriors. Yep. And then, to, thank you, thank you. Anyways, the, the Kings, like, need I say more? They have the longest playoff drought in the NBA. They How are 14. 14 seasons. Their last appearance in the NBA playoffs was 06. They have taken countless, and I'm talking countlessly, they have taken the wrong dude to pick in the draft. And I don't mean the wrong dude like, ah, oh, well, objectively at the time, if you go back and look, like it was the right guy. I'm talking literally they're getting laughed out of the building on draft night when it's they took Nick, Nick Stauskas, right? Like when they took Jimmer <laughs> okay. Fredette, right? So, so we, and listen, I have said this before. I'll say it again. I am not an NBA GM. I do not know a bunch of what I'm talking about most of the time here. I act like I do. That's, of course, why we do the podcast. I do not know better than NBA GMs is what I'm saying on average. But when there are multiple media members, including people who I've like respected in the media and also people who I do not respect in their media opinions, too, on both sides here, and both sides say, that's the wrong pick, Kings, I'm going to willing to go. They could have made a better selection. So... Their, their history's been bad. They have Martin Bagley on the roster who who knows what they're dealing with. They have De'Aaron Fox locked into a ton of money when it seems like the point guard position is just overloaded in the NBA where De'Aaron Fox may or may not ever make um, an all-NBA team. All-star team, I think he'll make at some point, but all-NBA team, it's really hard to tell where that's saying that De'Aaron Fox will never be the top 15 player in the league, you know, top 20 if we're going positionless. And that that's another tough thing to overcome here, right, as well. The other thing is, well, here with the Kings is they just, and, and what kind of nails, what's the nail in the coffin here for them, for me at least, is they don't have a ton of cap flexibility here moving forward. And they live, and they're in Sacramento. Like, they're so close to Golden State, but they're so far away at the same point, destination-wise, location-wise, et cetera, et cetera. And at the same point here, you're also not in Detroit or Chicago or Milwaukee, where you're like on a lake. You know, um, this just, listen, Sacramento is the capital of the state of California, a state that I was born in. I am fully aware that Sacramento is a very beautiful area and probably compared to Oklahoma City, naturally speaking, amongst the general demographic of people in the U.S., they live in Sacramento or Oklahoma City for geographical reasons. But at the same point here, you're in a small market, don't have a lot to choose from, don't have a lot to move on, and you're benefited by being so close to the Bay, but so far away at the same time that your team almost has to draft incredibly well year after year for you to be good like the Thunder have when they have not been able to the Kings haven't been able to do that uh, I mean we're talking 06 they haven't, they haven't been to a playoffs since 06 so Walter I guess who's your number one is also the Kings? Wait, 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 wait. or Joel or Joel or what because what? I'm assuming you guys are going to bring up your disagreements with my pick when you say yours right that's why I, Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah. Go ahead, Walt. Sorry, my bad. No, yeah, I was just, you know, I applauded your decision, Calvin, uh, meaning I agreed with you. 
Um, it's so bad with the Kings that Luka Doncic said, do not draft me. I'm not coming over. I would rather play overseas than have to play for your terrible team. That's that's all you have to say about how bad it is to be. The, I mean, they've hit since 2010. They've hit on two players, De'Aaron Fox and DeMarcus Cousins, Thomas Robinson, the fifth pick. Well, ben hang Matt on, Lemore, hang on, Nick hang Stauskas, on. Willie Cauley-Stein. They hit on Isaiah Thomas. They had him on the roster. Okay, I guess Isaiah Thomas. But the second was, round last pick in the draft is not necessarily well, yeah, they, Okay, yeah, I'll add that too. But other than that, I mean, my goodness, it's just terrible. Um, and, you know, you could blame Tim Donahue because he kind of did screw him because they would have probably beat the Lakers had they not cheated. But uh, Cheated? Well, well okay, Lakers but that, that, that series, Walter, isn't cheated. after 06, though. That's my thing here. That series is still mm-hmm. before 06. And the 06 is the last time they were in the playoffs. Well, I know, but I'm saying that if they had won, maybe some things would have been different. I That's don't fair. know. That's fair. Um, but, uh, yeah, just just terrible. Just You think the Kings, you think maybe they should be an MLS team or something right now. So, Walter, you're agreeing with Calvin? Is that your number one team as yes, well? Yes, yes, it's my number one team. Whoa. Oh, I man. I agree with Calvin on one and three. Go, Pokes, wow. baby. Walter's joining the Oklahoma State side. Well, first off, the De'Aaron Fox situation. Um, De'Aaron Fox is on a tear, if you guys haven't realized that this season. I mean, he's putting up you know, career numbers, averaging 25 points a game, shooting just under 50% from that point guard position. Uh, I think he well deserved that contract. But if you really... Oh, so man, so, so, here's my thing with De'Aaron Fox. So I'm not saying he doesn't... Leave, I'm not oh. saying he doesn't deserve the contract. I'm saying... He deserves the contract, but it handicaps the team going forward because well, he's a star. He's a star. So, okay, okay. I, I, think so, he, I think he can make an all. I can be. He can be all star next year. No, I'm, and I'm not. I, but I'm not saying not all star because all star. We're saying is top thirty guys in the league. I'm saying like at his peak, is he an all NBA guy? Is he top fifteen in the league? Uh, pushing it, fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Right, okay. Right, okay. Right fifteen. Hey, agree to disagree. 15. Okay. But Joel, you're missing the point. In two years, he's going to demand a trade to go play for a contender. Like, he's not going to want to stay. You're right. He's good. He's not going to want to stay. I just well, think he's going to need guys with him, and that's going to be impossible. Knowing like the Kings, it's just not going to be possible to get another guy. Well, we named some cities already that obviously are having a tough time recruiting, you know, players <laughs> to get there already. So Fair enough. Uh, I, I think, you know, with Sacramento, they, again, just like you were talking about Detroit, they got a young base that looks solid, has a lot of optimism going in for these next few years. Again, big on De'Aaron. You guys already know how I feel about Halliburton. I think that's an awesome, awesome combo to build around. Uh, solid big man inside, Rashawn Holmes. Um, if they can get, obviously, get a, rid of Harrison Barnes. Um, as Calvin mentioned, Marvin Bagley, I'm shocked, didn't get moved as, as loud as his dad was around the trade deadline. So get a couple of these guys out out of there. Hopefully, like I said, bring some of the guys. And the Hassan Whiteside one just makes no sense. He doesn't fit at all. So, and he, obviously, a couple of those guys, uh, uh, Hassan Whiteside, obviously, his contract expiring uh, this year. So, uh, you got some moves. I, I see some, I can be a little bit more optimistic with them than I can with the other teams. But, uh, so you guys had, you guys had Sacramento as your number one worst NBA, NBA GM jobs. I am going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh. Are so, you guys surprised so, by that? So, so here's what I'd say. One, Walter, 
what are you moving some papers Two. no not not moving papers <laughs> sorry i said bring it up <laughs> um um I, I think what, the way I worded the question was, what's the worst NBA job to take today, right? And we are all three going about this a little bit differently than maybe I originally thought of the question and asked it. I personally did not take the question the way I asked it. Joel did take the question the way I asked it, though, which is you taking over today. Not necessarily the, so the past, the, the history doesn't matter a bunch. The reason I think why that threw me for a curveball here is that when we talked about the Timberwolves, you mentioned they hadn't won a playoff series since however long back, right? So that kind yeah, of poor. that yeah, right. So that kind of made me kind of push farther into that history aspect, which I totally get. But the Timberwolves there is it is a going forward thing. The Timberwolves are just going to be tough. But if they don't get the first overall pick this year, they'll be kind of okay, right? And and the new ownership should have new expectations, all type of stuff. So you might just be get fired like within a year if new ownership doesn't like it. So I think that's why the Kings here. I'll I'll change my technically speaking like background on this. Why going forward would suck too. It's because you haven't had a history of success. Um, Timberwolves, you've got like a a player that of of recent memory at least to hang your hat on, right? You've got. Carlton Towns to come play with. You've got, you know, et cetera. Cleveland Cavaliers right now. I think that's that's one that maybe I should have had instead of the Timberwolves, to be honest. Because you've got, you, you really, I, I have been a Kevin Love fanatic. He played at UCLA. He wears number zero um, or has. I mean, he, he's a 2020 guy. I mean, I, I love Kevin Love. Like, I wish my game resembled his more, right? But, it one, it doesn't. It definitely pales in comparison whatsoever. There's no comparison. Uh, my game's much more like David Lee's than Kevin Love's, if anything. But two, nice name drop. Thanks, thank you, thank you. Um, two, the Cavaliers. Like I'm looking through all their stuff here. Like I'd much rather have De'Aaron Fox or D'Angelo Russell or Anthony Edwards or a bunch of these other guys versus. Gosh, Colin Sexton right now. And I, I don't think Colin Sexton's horrible. I'm not trying to say he's horrible. But like Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, and Kevin Love, and then like why'd you do that Andre Drummond buyout? Because now you still have dead money. I just a bunch of bunch of questions here. The Cavaliers is a great choice. Yeah, I obviously can't agree, Joel, because I have a Cleveland Browns jersey on right now. Um <laughs> Let's see which, it. We thank can't, you. We can't, which, we can't see the video. Let's check it out. Yeah, which uh, thank you again. Maybe maybe in another a later podcast. We're going to start a GoFundMe to get Walter a new phone, by the way. And starting I'm, after this I'm podcast, just, link in description. Well, it's actually more for AirPods because if we get AirPods, then I don't have to plug the phone in and the headphones in. So um, we're going to start so a GoFundMe be, for $30 for some Bluetooth earbuds they sell at Walgreens. Yeah, Done. I, bought, I bought the 30 Calvin, listen, I bought the $30 <laughs> headphones. The problem is when you put them in there, you put them in your ear. They're so oversensitive to touch that your ear will touch it and it will pause it and then it'll mute you guys. So I've tried the $30 route. It hasn't worked. I think I just need the uh, official AirPods. Um, then we'd be good to go. All right. Nonetheless, yep. go ahead with the Cavaliers. Yeah, the Cavaliers, uh, as we all know, you know, LeBron James has had two stints in Cleveland. And what I find is very ironic is uh, the two times that uh, LeBron has left the Cavaliers, that team 
has melted all the way oh, down. Okay, to now this makes zero. sense. Now it makes sense why Joel picked what? Cleveland. It's what? just it's just to give what? LeBron more compliments. That's all. He, that's why he picked. Look, so, he, okay, he, listen, LeBron's good. We get listen, it. Fresh, uh, LeBron's a good player. Listen, listen, man. He obviously the first stint he did take the L to the uh, the original big three with the Celtics back in 2010, and right after they had a 61 and 21 season, and then right after that, LeBron bounces and goes to Miami. And then sure enough, Cleveland is one of the worst teams in the league with a 19 and 63 record. Here's what's funny. LeBron does the same thing to Cleveland. Fresh off the unfortunate 2018 NBA Finals loss to the Warriors. And the next season, guess what the record was? 19 and 63, my guy. And then the following year, they got 19 wins, obviously, in the pandemic season. And this season, uh, they they got a couple more. They got 21 wins this season. So LeBron was the Cavaliers, obviously, in these last two decades. And now if there's not a LeBron in a Cavaliers jersey, again, I'm big on that geography. And you're up north when it snows every darn day. That's a tough team to have set up for success. Joel, you and I know that they would not have made that first NBA Finals without Drew Gooden and Booby Gibson. You and I both know that. Well, yeah, they nah. did have to literally have five guys on the court <laughs> to play an NBA game. You're correct. <laughs> carried him. Carried him, man. I mean, all right. those guys. I mean, are we saying Anderson Verjao was one team, of the main reasons why? Marshall, bro, yeah. Guy. Don Z- Marshall. Zadrunas Elgowskis had a 30-pointer against Shaq once. You come talk to me. Come on, man. You Did you not see that huge run that they had, obviously, against the Pistons right before the finals game? That was all LeBron James. Yeah, I know. I gave I gave LeBron credit for that, too, and now I'm taking it away. So, Okay. There so we go. There's that. Um, well, so, wait. So, yeah, I think that's – I think all three of us have a total of – I mean, we've said a total of, na- of nine names, right? Even uh, Calvin, if I was to give a power ranking of these rankings, I would put yours as number one for this oh. evening. I'd give mine second, Joel's dead last. <laughs> There's the power <laughs> rankings for the worst GM jobs. You were number one. Congratulations. Ah, thank you, sir. Honestly, much needed after this rough week on the job front. I had a rough week, rough week at work. Why is that so hard to say? Wow. Yeah, I understand, Calvin. I understand. You've been there before. We've heard about it. Yeah, you've heard about the rough days on the job. Joel had a rough day on the job. Yeah. All right, so next topic we have here is, and Walter, I'm going to ask you to start off with here because you should be kind of fresh now that we let you go third on the NBA GM stuff, so it should be kind of front of mind. Who is your front runner for MVP? Okay, am I going with number three or am I going with my number one? Uh, Honestly, man, it's how you want to lead it. Okay, I'm going with my number three. Okay. At number three, Joel, are you listening? Yes. Okay, he's good. clearly hey, listening. Walter, we can Walter, see him Walter. actively looking at the camera as how we know he's listening. Walter, yeah, okay. just, just make sure they're in the NBA today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anywho. Let me see. At right, number three, I and this is unbiased. It has nothing to do with the fact that I just finished his documentary yesterday, which is fantastic, on HBO the day sports stood still need to go check it out at number three. I have Chris Paul. Okay. Just here what he's been doing. The sun's obviously the second team in the West. Um, I know it's not really showing up on the stat sheet, but 
you know, having a full year watching him play for the Thunder, just the effects that he has on the team, the stuff he does that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. I just think he's a he's really got a good chance this year um, to advance, uh, much like he did with the Rockets before he pulled his hamstring. I, he's definitely healthier, um, and I just think he is leading this team really well. And it honestly, it makes me upset thinking that I wonder if the roles had been reversed, if we could have convinced Devin Booker to demand a trade to the Thunder. If this Devin Booker had gotten to the Thunder, Chris Paul, Shea, Dennis, I think it would have been a phenomenal team. But we can only think. You think uh, 16, 8, and 5 can pull off an MVP? I'm just saying, I told you, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet of what he's been doing. But he's been playing defense. He's been running the offense. I just... And not to mention where the team was last year versus where they're at this year is all thanks to him. A big portion of it. Fair enough. So I I don't have Chris Paul at three. I actually have Chris Paul still in my top three, though. Uh, Joel. Whoa! Yeah. Joel, who do you have as your number three? Uh, just from the, my, my number three, just actually got entered in this past week. Uh, man, this dude has been on a tear um, pretty much this whole month of April. Uh, Steph Curry. Mm. Uh, he's put up some. Whoa, 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 I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm going to raise my hand. Put up, put up some monster numbers lately. 49, 47, 33, 42, 53 with a huge win uh, versus Denver. 38, 32, 41, 37, 36, 32. Three-pointers. Uh, man, he's made, what, double-digit three-pointers in the four of the last five games. 10 threes, 11 threes, and then, of course, 11 threes in Chesapeake Arena. I would just like to remind Joel that uh, two months ago when I had Steph Curry in my MVP <laughs> race, you laughed at me. I just uh, said, I said I just entered it. Yeah, yeah, oh, he just entered. Okay. How can the last time we talked yeah. about it? He wasn't putting up those numbers, man. He didn't have a, uh, he had one game, I think with double digit threes. When we had that conversation, he's uh, at he'd had, four, he'd had, he'd, four in the last he'd, two weeks. He had a couple of 60 point games early on in the season, but okay. Yeah, book into with some 16 and some 24s as well, man. He's on a tear in April, man. He's earned hey, it. Nope, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, with all that being said here, um, my number three is, and I, I kind of does pay me to say this, but it's on the same um, idea, at least same wavelength as Steph Curry, at least as far as his team record goes. And that's Luka Doncic, just because it's it's really like Luka and, and the rest of the team is just, I mean, it's it's kind of goes off the same Steph Curry thing. Like he did, he may not have all the highlights in the entire world. He did have that buzzer beater the other night from three with like the step through guys, which was insane. And the Mavericks they have a have a really bad record. I mean, they should not be where they are. Just I mean, I think we're all aware of that. They should be a better team record wise. But nonetheless, it's my third time saying that on this podcast. But um, Lucas just puts up insanely great numbers at the end of the day. I'm trying to get them pulled back up here again. Don't know why my computer decided to be very slow to right now. But um, it, it's it's like a, it's just a lot of fun also to watch Luca play basketball. And I think that goes into some of it too here. Like we're we're really really into the oh, okay is this guy good or is he bad? And like I looked through NBA.com's power rankings, they don't have Chris Paul period on the list. They have Steph Curry at ninth on the list here because clearly they're not giving any idea at all about guys playing less minutes. And that does factor in for me as well, right? Like if Joel Embiid ends up playing 
think the rest of the season or whatsoever, he'd only played in 75% of his games this year. Whereas the lowest amount of games percentage wise that an NBA player has ever played in, but still won the MVP is over 90 um, with, I think Giannis uh, being the most recent of that. So I, I gotta say Luca at this point right now, he's averaging 28 points per game, uh, eight rebounds a game and eight assists per game. And one steal per game. So for all that matters, I mean, he's not averaging triple-double like Russ is, but at the same point, his team is in the playoffs right now. Um, not like Russ is, unfortunately, but he also is a 28-8-8, eight eight, basically. Walter, what, what about you? Where's your number two at? Or do you want me to go again with my number two? Uh, no, I can go with my number two. My number two is going to be one Stephen Curry. Uh, Joel, Joel has kind of uh, hit the hammer on the head there with all the great stats. Uh, granted, they're only in the tenth spot right now, but uh, he's just shooting the daylights out. Like they're they're doing the stuff when he was at Davidson, right? Where they're playing, where they're double, where they're double teaming him, even when he doesn't have the ball, and he's still managing to put up 50, 30, 40, 30 points a game um, with absolutely no help, and that includes uh, Andrew Wiggins like completely airballing an open jump back shot the other night. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Steph Curry, even though, uh, he's, you know, one back to back MVPs, uh, first MVP that was uh, unanimous voting. I'm going to go ahead and give him the nod at number two right now. I'm also with the Luca pick. I want to say I'm also holding out hope that my preseason MVP rankings will come through. So I'd Luca, <laughs> I think I'd KD number one overall, but, uh, I'd Luca up there for sure. So, um, and Lucas' team actually does have a better record than the Warriors, so I'll give it to him there. Um, Joel, who's your number two? Well, this guy's number two. He potentially could have been number one. Um, however, after watching a, a horrible, <laughs> horrible defense performance uh, by this guy, uh, he's number two, and that is Joel Embiid. Um, so kind of hitting on, obviously, Steph Curry. Uh, they recently had a game playing out in Philly. And Steph Curry just blazed them in the most basic pick and roll. And you had Joel Embiid time after time after time. Steph Curry, keep in mind, he hit 10 three-pointers in this game. And I swear, he was dropping back every single time as the big man set the screen and just would be stuck and wouldn't step up and even contest the three. So I was very disappointed. However, offensively, he is a magician uh, with his size and skill set, uh, putting up some monster numbers, obviously, um, having uh, – what Philadelphia with the number one seed um, in the East. Um, so I'm going to go Joel Embiid. All right. Um, my number two is, uh, it's kind of echo what Walter said here, but it is Chris Paul. Um, okay. So, so right now we're looking at the, at the Suns. They are 42 and 17. You guys want to say, guess last year, what their record was? Well, uh, it was not, yeah, it well, I'll say it this way. It was not more than 20 games over 500. Um is maybe the best way to put it here, right? So clearly Chris Paul's addition. Now also Jameson Crowder joined the team as well too this season. Can't neglect him joining as well, but uh, listen, Chris Paul's leadership, his on-court performance is amazing. Um but also the the time he takes like we're seeing in timeouts all type of stuff here too. I think it's maybe Chris Paul should have been honorable mention, but at some point Chris Paul's going to win yeah, I don't even want to say that. I don't know if Chris Paul's going to win an NBA championship. I'd like to see him at least win an MVP one year, to be honest. This year of all years, maybe the year 
for Chris Paul to win it. He just doesn't have great splits. I mean, honestly, like you said, Joel, like, he doesn't have 20 games. Excuse me. He doesn't have 20 points per game. Um, the Suns are playing extremely well, but like Devin Booker's leading scorer, all this type of stuff too, right? So it's kind of like, how do you measure Chris Paul's success statistically? When in the past, we have definitely looked at Giannis's stats to give him the MVP nod, right? So then we looked at Russ's stats in 2017 to give him the MVP nod because he averaged triple-double. So it's hard to figure out how you're going to measure Chris Paul's stats to get him in the MVP conversation or more into it. But I think it's definitely a, at least worthy of acknowledging and mentioning too here. They are two games back of first place in the Jazz. But they're, I mean, you're, you've won 42 games. Like that's, I mean, a team with Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker has the same amount of wins as a Kawhi Leonard Paul George team like that's just that's baffling that's insane and I the reason why I throw in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard is because those guys have been healthy for most of the season they've sat out here and there but the Lakers are not bringing up in this conversation because they have had LeBron and AD being injured for most of the season or at least at this point it's definitely a significant amount of time whereas the Suns haven't really had any guys injured Jazz haven't either but the Clippers haven't as well so does the Suns to have a better record statistically because they have two less games played but two less losses then the Clippers is something I want to add in too. Um, so Chris Paul is what I got. You know, just, to, just to add to Chris Paul and what Calvin's saying, his documentary skills are on point. The Day There mm-hmm. Stood Still, uh, Game Changers is another great documentary. And I think he's also working on another one to come out um, on ESPN+. Plus. So those three, I think you add 20 points per game to his scoring. So I think that's that's the tangible. That's how much you add to it. So technically, he's averaging 30, 40 points a game, which gives him the nod. Fair Calvin's enough. Shaking his Fair head enough. in agreement. Oh yes, yes I am. We can see me though. You don't have to. Add, you don't have to give the people. Yeah. Again, we, are sorry, you folks. shaking your head in acknowledgement at any point? You got to let us know if you do. Okay, I'll, I'll, I will verbally announce my agreement. Um, I did uh, when you right? said when you said the Kings, I went crazy, and when you said That's Chris true. Paul, I went crazy. Well, yeah, know. just just hey, we get the audio, we just don't get the visual. Yeah. Um, all right, well, Joel, have you gone first yet? Have who's your number one overall MVP front runner right now? Yeah, this is a no brainer. This is Mister Triple Double himself, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Yeah. No, 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 Woo! Nikola, Nikola Joker Jokic. Yeah. Yep. Who has improved each and every season? Uh, this well, man is we, in his We heard Walter season. go through some emotions right there. No. Yeah, we heard Walter get extremely excited and go. I'm shaking mm, my head. No. no. <laughs> this man has elevated his uh, his uh, his game each and every season, averaging career highs, 26 points per game, 11 rebounds, nine assists flirting with that triple dover average and shooting 42% from the three point line. Again, with those 15 triple doubles nuggets are, uh, as we speak, it looks like what fourth in the West, I believe. Um, we confirm that they are fourth in the West. Yes, that is correct. And something that's been really impressive again recently. And I know me and Calvin have a current bet going on involving the Denver Nuggets. Again, this is not looking great for my bet. However, it is looking good for my projection of Nikola winning the MVP only because LeBron and AD have missed so many games this season or else we all know every LeBron won in 82. Uh, 
the Nuggets are undefeated 4-0 and since Jamal Murray went down with that knee injury uh, up in Golden State back on April 12th. And I think that's pretty impressive. Um, wins include over Miami and as recently as last night on the road at Portland last night. Um, so, again, I'm real big on when players go out, really seeing the value. Again, I think we all considered – Murray, uh, uh, the second best player and arguably still could be. Uh, but with him going down again, you got Joker stepping up, um, even had a, a 47 point game in a double overtime uh, matchup on Monday night. Uh, and uh, I think Joker is definitely solidifying his uh, opportunity to win an MVP with LeBron and AD having injuries this season. I, I want to add one more thing in here as well while we're on the subject of Joel and I making a bet. So far, the other bet we made was the Wizards being one of the teams in the playing tournament. And I'd like to say here, shout out to Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Garrison Matthews, <laughs> um, Rui Hachimura, uh, Denny Avija, or however you say it. They have, leg, yeah, poor Danny. He broke, he broke his leg. leg. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, hey, you know what, though? His, his at least mental support is helping the team win because since we made this bet, Joel, Neither the Nuggets nor the Wizards have lost. I feel like I should go buy a lottery ticket right now. I've gotten very lucky because the Nuggets almost lost last night. That was a close, close game against Portland. So hey, but hey, hey, but timeout though. The Wizards uh, during that time span played the Pelicans, Pistons, and OKC Thunder. Just throwing it out there. Hey, it, the OKC Thunder are playing really well. I think they're up to thirteen wins in a row well, now. Well, they better take a, take care of business tomorrow night. No, it's twelve. Another, twelve. Another, it's another matchup in Chesapeake Arena, at least currently Chesapeake Arena versus uh, the Wizards tomorrow night. Well, actually, I so I was watching SportsCenter earlier on this week, and they had all they had NBA streaks going on. They were talking about MLB streaks or whatever, and they're like, the Oakland A's have the large have the longest streak going with eleven wins in a row. And I was like, hang on, pump the brakes. The Thunder have lost twelve in a row. I understand you're probably just talking about winning, but the Thunder have lost twelve in a row. How are we not going to bring up the Thunder here as one of the streaks? Because uh, they're having this whole streak thing with like Fordham Cubes and, you know, it's one from each sport. But anyways, um, Thunder, Again, Tom, Thunder you, going you for see, Tank City here. They're really yeah. trying to see if they can get maybe their pick and that Houston pick if it falls in the right spot to package up for the number one if needed. Uh, you're saying you're saying the Thunder have lost 12 in a row. I don't see it as uh, losing 12. I see it as winning 12. So uh, I guess a little tomato tomato, but I say they're on a 12 game winning streak. I think and I can just read because it says the word, it says the letter L next to it. But yeah, I think it is a loss that we would rather have this this year, the loss. Hey, I'd hey, won a game in all, April. I got, I got to pick at Walter's brain, though, for a second, since we're on this topic. Where's Russell Westbrook at right this second? Where do I think he's at in the city? Yes, because he's obviously in Oklahoma City right this second. Hmm. And you are the biggest Russell fanatic I've ever met in my entire life. You monitor this man's Twitter page more than an ex-girlfriend. Where's he at right now? Hang on. I'm going to check Instagram. Let's see. Mm, it's, a, it's a very – I would imagine he's probably – just because of COVID, I haven't kept track. I would imagine he's at his hotel. Just being honest, uh, their health and safety protocols, he's had COVID before. I would imagine that he's probably at a hotel, gotcha. unfortunately. Did, did, did he for sure sell his his house on the north side? Uh, I thought he did. I thought he heard he sold. I don't, sold I don't his know house. if he did or not. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure he sold his house. I, mean, I don't like to yeah. bring that up, Joel. I like <laughs> to think that he still lives in Oklahoma. Can I ask you guys a question though? And this is a, actually just it's it's a weird question. I understand here, but it's it's kind of serious. 
why are we not talking about Russell Westbrook here at all in comparisons to like being one of the better players helping his team out this year in the NBA? Is it because he has Bradley Beal and Steph Curry doesn't have a number two guy whatsoever? But Russ is average. The reason why American is up, he's he's again still averaging a triple double. Um, still has played in more than fifty games, right? So he's checked box one and box two there, and his team has granted not the same record, but his team is also like tenth seed in the playoffs. And the other team that's the 10th seed is the Warriors. So, great. It's not as flashy. He's not putting up the man as many points. But he's averaging the triple-double. I just understand. Is because he has Bradley Beal on his team to help him out? Uh, and, the and, and that man shoots 30% from the three-point line. That's Well, and I understand also his team is like 25 and 33, whereas Steph Curry's is 29 and 30. So, the Warriors are almost at 500 or one game under. And the Wizards are much farther under 500. I, it, it just is interesting to me that no one's brought up like the, well, listen, like I'm not saying Rush should be in the MVP conversation. I'm just saying it's not been horrible for the Wizards to have Russell Westbrook this year, maybe. And I don't know why I hear that more than not. Uh, obviously, they've gotten hot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, what they, what, what's the what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, what, eight six out of six nine, wins. is that what it is right now? Yeah. So they got hot around. recently, but prior to April 7th, they were a disaster. Um, so, uh, now, yeah, Bradley Beal is a piece of it as well, obviously being one of the top scorers in the league. And, uh, man, to be honest, I think Westbrook's uh, – man, I hate to say it, but he's he's almost watering down the the, the effect of triple doubles. It feels like he, he had the, the MVP year, and then he keeps doing it, and we're like, ah, it's just Russell. He's just doing it again. Like it's almost not as special as it was prior to Westbrook making it happen here in, in OKC and averaging it for the season. All right. Well, Look, well, I, I, I want to say pretty- here at 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 minute fifty three of the podcast, I also had Nikola Jokic as my number one for MVP. <laughs> just just to be clear, my power rankings are on the season wide. Nikola Jokic there. I'm keeping it, keeping keeping the faith. Go ahead, Walter. I was just going to say, I've been preaching the book of Russell Westbrook for some time now. He's obviously the greatest point guard in the history of the NBA. So uh, you will never hear a bad thing about Russell from me. Thank you. Thank you. But Russ, my number one, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to I'm just going to slide it in there. Uh, Joel can reject <laughs> it if he wants. Uh, I've got Joel Embiid. Um, he would have won the MVP had he hit that 90-foot shot at the buzzer. That was crazy. That was I'm not even going to lie. I, I think watched it that counted. 10 times. That was crazy. I, I watched it from every seconds. every ESPN oh, angle I watched God. it at. And the first one they showed, it's like, oh, it was close. The second one they showed was like, oh, it was really close. The third one they showed was, oh, this thing was in the bucket. And that's just, ah, oh, man. Yeah, so if he had hit that shot, uh, MVP race is over. He would have won it. But, uh, you know, he's going to go do his thing. He's going to go help the Thunder uh, Monday night. What? What? Uh, nice. The Thunder going to lose plays, every game in play, April is what he's He plays, plays the, the Thunder on Monday. Yeah. 76ers, Thunder Monday. What's the Tinkathon saying right now? Uh, the Thunder lose to the 76ers? No, no, no I'm saying right this second, though. That's, the game's in the future. Oh. What is it right now? <laughs> Great question. Um, on the fly here. I thought you were on it, man. I thought this was your thing. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the Thunder are currently the fifth worst team in the NBA, I believe. Well, oh. Calvin talked about it every podcast. I thought it was yeah. a screenshot on his background of his phone every day. He updated that screenshot. Um, I, I take the screenshot. It's not the background <laughs> on my phone, though. I just hope that at some point I get to be like, hey, one of my Tank It Done screenshots was great. Um, 
and then I blow up on Twitter. Woohoo! Uh, anyways, that's that's my hope there. So it's not going to happen. But Thunder, I, I like how they are in very light green with the lost twelve. Orlando with a close green as well. Lost four. Um, Portland also lost three. Okay, Walter. I think this is the segment that we've all been waiting for. We knew it was coming from you, from me, and one from Joel. So we'll let him lead it off here. But that is the Thunder New Arena name sponsor idea. So Joel, I'll let you. You got you got one. I think you're the There's Lakers one. fan it, of it, us. It, so so let us know what it is. Yeah, it, this renaming uh, the Thunder threw, screwed it up uh, years ago when they picked Chesapeake Arena. They had opportunity to make it happen. Obviously, um, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Uh, going to Bricktown was my thing back in late high school and during college and you know early 20s and all that. And it, for anybody that's broke during that time, there's one place to eat in Bricktown, Oklahoma, and that is our beloved Sonic. Yeah. Up yeah by not making the... it happen. And so you got a second chance. Oklahoma City or whoever's responsible for making this naming. I have no idea. You guys know more about this, but I need to see it for two reasons because I love me some Sonic. That's some good high school, college memories eating over there, you know, and and then it'll also jab at Seattle and let's make it happen. Sonic Arena. Uh, Joel, I thought you were going to say the hot Sonic dog Arena. Stand. I thought you were going to say the hot dog stand that we ate at the... Uh... <laughs> No, Sonic a little bit. No, no, I could get a whole combo meal Sonic for as much as I paid for that hot dog, but that was a good Jeez. hot dog, though. I ain't gonna lie. That saved you. <laughs> that saved you a drive home. <laughs> that made you. That allowed you to get a drive yeah, home. That was a, that was a good hot dog, surprisingly. But yeah, you were right. It was a little overpriced. They were taking advantage of the drunkies from the bar. Yeah. All right, Walter, you want to hit us with uh, one of yours? No. Yeah, I like I like the Sonics just because to make fun of the fact that they used to be the Sonics and the people in Seattle are still bitter. Um, but but my number one is the Oklahoma City Omniplex Arena. Yeah, um, since the Science Museum disgraced themselves, embarrassed themselves to rename themselves the Science Museum, I want this right. I want this vindicated. I want Chesapeake to be renamed the Omniplex. Thank you and good night. You know what? You and my family like listens to these podcasts, right? I, I've told your, I've told your family that I've disagreed greatly about changing the name. It grew up Omniplex, and that's what it needs to stay. I have a family member who at one point was helpful with changing the name of Omniplex to the Science Museum. Um, Oklahoma, which I think is a much more fitting name if you're not from Oklahoma and you're trying to figure out what the name of that place is. But I don't know. Um, I, I don't have too much more to say on that one. I know you're, I know you're trying to get at me. Um, <laughs> God, it just threw off my whole line of thinking here. You ruined my childhood by changing that name, Calvin. I did not, personally. Okay? You can write a strongly worded letter to whoever you want to, and we can figure out it's what their opinions are. It's too late. That's why I'm going to do this. I feel like this is a better chance of getting done than getting the Science Museum renamed back. Although I do agree, if you're from out of town and you're saying, let's take the kids to the Omniplex, they'll be like, what the heck is that? I do agree with that. <laughs> uh, well, thank it's you. Just, it's just, uh, you know, that's just not a great issue, pressing issue to me. So, yeah. Fair enough. Well, mine was... I do was... apologize to your family again. Thank you so much. Mine was, um, and it's under one caveat though. It's Love's Fueled Up Arena, and the the 
the caveat though is that Loves has to take their logo and put it over the whole entire outside brick wall of the Thunderina. And I'm not saying like multiple different logos, I'm saying one gigantic logo to resemble how big their patches on the Thunder jerseys. This logo has to be just as big here on the actual Thunder Arena. I swear there are multiple other organizations like Flagstar is the jersey patch sponsor for the Detroit Pistons, right? You know what Flagstar does? They are the color red. Do you know what the Pistons, one of their main primary colors is? Red. So it goes together on almost every, like it blends in with the jersey. Thunder don't really have any jerseys where it's just yellow and red and black and like some a little bit of like orangish blue or whatever. Like the Thunder don't have a jersey that's all of those colors all at once. So it the, the jersey patch is just insane. Well, um, but Love's Field Up Arena. You know why the jersey patch is so big, right? It's to overcompensate for the amount of hate that um, the Love's family member who yelled at LeBron James has. Uh, no, that's a good point. No, it's just because Tom and Judy Love, Judy is the one that yelled at LeBron, oh, thank you. are so old, they had to make the patch big enough for them to see. Hey, you know what? That's worth of a... Uh... Yay! <laughs> All right! <laughs> I like how you guys can now hear the sound effects when I use them. Um, shout out to getting these things on video. But, yeah, Love's Field Up Arena. Walter, what's your next one here? I'm going to go with, just get it out of the way, rename the arena after the man who built it, Russell Westbrook. So you go Russell oh Westbrook, God. Thunder Arena. I think you get that out oh of the way. Oh, my just, God. Yes. As as Joel is scruffing down some dessert there. <laughs> He was so excited. He he had to stop mid-shoe to agree with me, and he's agreeing right now, shaking his head. Uh, yeah, just get it out of the way. Just rename it Russell Westbrook. Uh, we all know, you know, what he's done for the for the Thunder. Just get get it out of the way. Do it for free too. No, do not do it for free. If you're gonna do anything, do it. It's the Why Not Arena for the foundation, at least. Just yeah, there Westbrook. we go. But, yeah, come but on, not, man. But not make the foundation pay anything. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's it's a nonprofit, so that would be the idea, right? Um, uh, Joel, what what were you eating there? Can we get a little insight as to what was was oh, the scruff done? Oh, a little Mexican bread. Oh, we nice. get to like the hour oh. mark of a podcast, and immediately just goes off the rails as hard as I try to steer it back on every time. It just goes yeah. completely like sideways left, <laughs> jumped on a jet ski, I'm, and started flying I, away. Like I'm I've just saying, that's how far <laughs> off the rails we go. Here we go. I, it's I've always called it Mexican bread, but I've actually learned. And I've already forgotten the Spanish word for it. Um, I learned it while I was in Colorado. I had no idea that it was called this. I've already forgotten it. But uh, I wish I remember. But, yeah, no, good stuff. Especially if you get it fresh. You have to get it fresh. The place I used to go to, they used to, like, ship it in. It was, like, you know, it wasn't quite stale, but it was getting hard. You know what I'm talking about, Joel? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You got to go to the right pandaria to make it happen. Yeah, yeah that, that's the word. That was the word. That was the word, <laughs> I think. Yep. Pandaria? Well, that's where you get it at. You're probably talking about Pandoche. No, oh, that's it. Yep, no Pandoche. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yep, my terrible Spanish. Yeah, that's oh. pretty rough too. But Walter, well, they sell that down the street from me here at uh, El Mariachi Supermercado. Hey, that's a good spot. Uh, that it, it is a good spot. Do not go there almost at any point. Just bring a flashlight with you. It is very dim inside. The lights are not working fully. Anyways, <laughs> I am going to steer us back on track. I, I swear. Um... <laughs> My other my other name ideas, I guess, here um, was the the 4044 uh, arena for I-40 and I-44 that go through um, Oklahoma City. Not that we're 
excuse me, not that original or of a great that of an idea. Why name it after a freeway that everyone hates? But hey, just thought I'd throw it out there. Um, and the last one here is the uh, kicking bird or something to do with our scissor tail flying catcher. Um, you know, state symbol, I guess, right? Like it's not going to happen. It's not necessarily a sponsor, but when you think of Oklahoma, I think you think of Loves and Sonic, and that's kind of the the sponsors you think of come on out of Oklahoma before chess speaker Devin. Um, and both of those guys are not in the great financial situation to make that happen, of course. So that's what I'd go with. Um, and I'll mention here, it, I don't know. There's probably like um, like a sledgehammer or a um, company that has the word Thunderdome in their name. So the Thunderdome would be great as well. If they can make it happen, which I don't know what sponsor name would be. I'm just throwing it out there. It's an, it's an idea. It's an idea. Can, can we bring back the classic uh, Ford Center back? Is that even Oh, awesome? no. Oh, God. What? No. What? No. Come no, on. That is one I am. Oh, I, I was always mad about the Ford Center. Don't get me started. We'll go on a tangent just because. Does that have to do with the Lakers versus Nuggets? Uh, no, it has nothing to do with that. Hey, that was a good one, though. Yeah, it's a good game. Hey, hey that's a hey, hey. But you know, that's a that's a that's a a, a, a milestone in our connection. You remember that story, right? Yes. yes. That you was keep talking about the, this SAS that, Douglas game where they whooped the hell out of y'all. That actually wasn't the first moment where we met, man. Yes, I know. I remember we met. I remember when my mom walked me down to Albertsons to buy the tickets to that game. I think they were ten dollars a pop. And uh, yeah, first taste of NBA game, and I never looked back. Wow. So bring it back. So it has a uh, bring it back, man. Get behind yeah. it. Let's push it, man. If we can't get Sonic Arena, let's go Ford. I'd Walter, you and like I you and I both have owned Ford vehicles and had great success with both of them. Oh, up yeah. to varying degrees. <laughs> yeah, we sure did, Calvin. <laughs> yeah. You and I both at one point have owned Ford vehicles and we've had very successful operations, times, driving experiences. Um yours was a raccoon, <laughs> right? Raccoon. Um, mine was several different issues all at once, all together, but mainly yeah. some wiring issues. And mine would and just die. Mine would just die. Like it went down a highway, but as you would approach a stoplight, it would just die. And I could never figure out what was going on with it. It's a bad alternator. We've been over this anyways. Um, sorry. I just, um, Walter, do you want to go ahead and take it away here with the power rankings for? Well, I had one. Oh, I know. We oh no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I did have one last one. We could do a full podcast. Maybe we will on what the arena name should be. But I'm going to go with my last one: the Velveeta Cheese Palace. I love that. Love what? that idea. What's that um, do to Oklahoma? Loyal Thunder fans know how much Velveeta Cheese loves Lou Dort and is always tweeting about him. They've also developed a Velveeta jersey for the Thunder. Uh, Velveeta Cheese Palace. Yep, let's make it happen. I listen. the The Twitter account guy who works for Velveeta props on choosing your NBA team to beat the Thunder. I mean, thank you. It's awesome. Your headquarters are not in Oklahoma. You have little representation in Oklahoma besides basically this Twitter account. Which, again, congrats. I know the phrase "eat eat liquid gold" instead of "it's really not cheese in Velveeta," but. It's just an odd thing. I don't understand it much. I don't know if I'm supposed to or not, but either way, I don't. I don't want the cheesy arena, right? I want it to be no, like no, we're coming cheese, to you live she, from the Thunderdome. You know, cheese palace, cheese palace, cheesy not okay. arena, cheese palace. Sorry, excuse I me. mean we're not we're not Detroit with what did you call it? The Little Caesars Cheese Pizza Arena. It's a Little Caesars Arena. 
Yeah, why would they throw the pizza? This is a lot better than that. A lot better than that. This is the Velveeta Palace. The cheesy palace, I feel like, is worse than Little Caesars Arena. Yeah, no, it's it's not. Anyways, all right, are we ready? Hey, it sounds like the real option is going to be Paycom. Is that right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Paycom. um, Boring. Paycom loves. I liked how people on Twitter were trying to get on cue or a quick trip when it's like, do you guys not see that literally the sponsor name on every Thunder jersey is Loves? Why would you put your oh, convenience yeah, store sure, to sponsor yeah. the arena? That the team. <laughs> that would be anyways. pretty funny though. Yeah, coming to you live from On Cue Arena. You know, I mean, I feel like that'd be pretty good. On Cue Energy. Anyways, Walter, are you ready here for your power rankings? Yes, uh, and just so listeners know, you're the one that actually gave, that actually uh, said this idea, and I, I, I think it's phenomenal, and uh, Thank I'm you. very excited. Thank you, sir. So we are going to go with the power rankings for the top five basketball accessories tonight. Joel, are you ready? Oh, my God. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I'm very yeah, excited. Three minutes this time, dude. Three minutes. Okay. Well, there are three minutes start, and 12 seconds left in this song. Yeah, I did want to preface <laughs> that. I was going to go top five basketball accessories for Poku that I like just to make Calvin mad. Number one was obviously going to be the fanny pack. Uh, obviously, I'm going to listen to Calvin this time. I'm not going to do that. So this is the top five. Hey, if you were trying to accessorize your son, I wouldn't have blamed you. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. All right. You, you may start the timer now, Joel. Okay. Coming in at number five, we have the socks. Okay. Now the socks are the most underrated equipment. Now, socks are important just because not only do they help you with taping your ankles and keeping your shoes from smelling, but the high ankle sock or the high calf sock actually helps restrict the movement, making your less tension on your muscles. Um, for people that don't know, the NBA rule, which I think has changed or they're laxed on, dictates that everyone on the team has to wear the same color, and that color can be white <laughs> it can be black or it can be one of the team's colors and i'd just like to say look at look at calvin showing that is obvious that we've come a long way from the 1970s tube socks very important a lot of nba players actually wear two pairs of socks and number four <laughs> okay coming all right I, I like your excitement joel coming in at number four we have the referee whistle. Hear me what? out. The referee whistle. Dude, you love it. Basketball players are talking about. Dude, you on. love it. You hate it at the same time. It's just like the tequila. I'm probably going to be breaking in uh, tonight. I'm going to love it when it's going down. I'm going to hate it when it's coming out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the referee whistle. You love it, but you hate it at the same time. No wonder he has All a tough right. time getting to work. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Coming in. Okay, Joe, you, you ready? Did you like that one? You didn't like that one. No, it's okay. I was three. What's three? Uh, okay, okay. Four doesn't necessarily right. work as a topic. All right, okay. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I'm excited for number three. I think you're going to like number three. Number three is headbands. Don't yes. get me wrong. Different, different than head ties. Head ties would be higher on my list. Calvin knows how much I love the head ties, but unfortunately, the NBA has banned head ties. Um, just due to safety concerns. So at number three, we have 
the headbands. Now, I am going to break out here a little bit. I'm going to give you my power rankings, the top five players that have worn a headband. So real quick here, real quick. I know I'm on. The, I'm up against the clock. Number five, we have Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby always wore a good headband. Uh, number four, earlier today, we were already discussing Drew Gooden. You don't get me wrong. Drew Gooden always rocked a good headband. Hey, nice uh, name, yeah, yeah. Number three, we have LeBron, who had to stitch like three of those bad boys together. So number three, we have LeBron. Number two, the man himself, Allen Iverson, looked great in a headband. How's that not number one? And number one. No, uh, number one. This better under, not be dumb. This better no, not number, be dumb, dude. Number one. Iverson's oh, number one. Okay, all right, wait, wait, wait. Before we go off to number one, I'm going to read you my honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Wilt Chamberlain, <sighs> Al Harrington, Zach Randolph, Rajon Rondo almost made honorable mention. Did not quite make honorable mention, but he's honorable, honorable mention. And that leads us to number one. We have Carmelo Anthony rocking the headband. Rocking it since Syracuse, Joel. You gotta love it. Thunder great, Carmelo Anthony. But he wouldn't be—he wouldn't have been wearing it at Syracuse if it wasn't for Iverson wearing it at Philly, though. So Iverson, you messed that one up. Yeah, Iverson. Uh, 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 yeah, no, you can agree. We can agree to disagree. I didn't mess anything up. Okay, coming in at number two, we have compression underwear with the pads. Most important thing I learned playing basketball is when you're going up and you're falling down and you are not going to land on your feet. And then you have that moment of relaxation when you realize I've got pads I'm going to land on and I'm going to be okay and save my butt. Wait, have you worn these like when we've been just playing pickup? Yes. Like outside? Yes. Yes, I have worn them playing pickup. So before. this makes yes. a lot more sense. So on several podcasts, I've introduced Walter as like the bruiser or the, the guy driving in the hoop all type of stuff, whatever. Well, now I understand he's wearing padding. That's why I'm not doing it. So clearly yeah, I need to accessorize this way. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Trust me, Calvin. It gives you comfort, helps with you, your mobility. And then also when Scotty goes up to foul you and knocks you down, you don't have to worry about breaking your tailbone. Thank you. Thank you. Good to, yep. Know. Yep. Good to know. Okay. All right. Here we go. Are we ready? Chill. You look really excited for this number one. I think you're antsy. Time's you're kind of a little nervous. Time's a little up, nervous. Dude. Okay. All right. Number one, we have the water bottle. But not just. Not oh my just God! Any, this is it. This is it. How the hell do you have the freaking water bottle referee whistle, man? Come on. Not, hey, Joel. The water bottle is the most important thing. You have to be hydrated in order to play this great game. But so it's not just any water. Water is number one. No, it's the water bottle. Hear me out, Calvin, because it's not just any water bottle. It's the Gatorade water bottle. That way, you can pass it with your teammates and you can squeeze without having to get the cap. You know what I'm saying? You just squeeze it. The water shoots in your mouth. That way, you can have. You know, you're not drinking straight after uh, after your teammate and just shoot it. It's great, uh, and it's also fun to do. You get a lot of water. You got, like I said, you need water to play. Now, the only downside is. I caught multiple times our old equipment manager filling up those damn Gatorade water bottles in the sink of our locker room, of our bathroom in our locker room, which is absolutely disgusting and nasty. So there we go. Well, uh, you got to get the shoes, man. Uh, you know, shoes. Uh, no, 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 no. The Gatorade. The Air Jordan 6. Oh, the Air well, Jordan I mean, Gatorade. Yeah, you know, Paul George. Uh, Paul George also came out with some Gatorade shoes as well. Did he? Yeah, just recently. But, yeah, but you didn't get those either. Yeah, but yeah, Did no, you, get, you, also, you didn't even get the PlayStation ones. Yeah, I'm still working on getting the PlayStation shoes. As everyone knows, I've got PlayStation on my list. Katie Weatherman, 
Kobe Grinch, Kobe Bruce Lee. Those are those are the shoes that I'm working on getting. Okay. But yes, as far as basketball equipment, I did give some consideration um, to the basketball shoe itself. I just felt these were more important. Well, so I so I understand the idea of like not because if you say basketball shoe, then you also say basketball. You know, it's like accessories, right? Because like it's a given. I guess everyone's going to wear shoes and have a basketball to play the sport. Just the the referee whistle is what threw me threw me for a loop. Oh God, I love the sound of a referee whistle uh, when it's when I, it's for me. When it's against me, I'm furiated. I'm probably getting thrown out of the game. So I have never loved the sound of a referee whistle. And I guess that's oh, our experiences whew. with it. You walk in, you walk in, you smell the gym, you smell the popcorn, you hear the buzzer on the scoreboard, and you hear a referee whistle. Those are the that's just the sights and sounds of basketball. Well, there you go. Those are the sights and sounds of basketball, right? So there you go. Number three on the list. Or no, no, sorry, number four. Don't confuse me, Joel. Sorry. Number four. (laughs) The referee whistle. I tell you, I don't think Joel's confusing you. You know, I think what next power ranking is I need to do a power ranking on some of my previous power rankings. No, we're good. Um, I feel like the next power rankings should be NBA players to never win a title. You know, we should just kind of butcher this, you know, kind of kind of give more direction because your energy and enthusiasm for doing the power rankings is unmatched, unparalleled. My power rankings were much more statistical, and I always love your power rankings no matter what, Walter. Every single time you do them, even when it was about Poku's fanny pack, your son, it was still funny to me. Um, it was hilarious. But I feel like, you know, you doing... It's almost, it's so funny because it's unexpected and surprising. So I guess we'll get that, right? Surprise to all of us. No, I try to keep you on your toes, you know, provide yeah. some interesting information. I appreciate keep it. Joel, keep Joel entertained. Exactly, yeah. You think he's got to wear that damn Dodger hat when they're losing 2-0 to the Padres right now. <laughs> yeah, I know he doesn't have that L.A. sign in his grass anymore. Hey, it's coming back, man. That was the 2021. I'm going to get a good 2021, but uh, the Dodgers are 14-4, and four, my guy. I I am fully aware the Padres won one out of the three games here. They're going into this weekend here, almost a 500. So Padres and Dodgers, four games in a row. We'll see what they can do. Dodgers, best record in baseball. Hey, we're, hey, listen to the podcast they recorded earlier today for this one. Not much to take from it. Early MVP, early MLB stuff, right? Padres are a game over 500. I'm not going to take that into full account. Anyways, with that being said, please follow at the CGA Tour on Twitter and Instagram for more. And please follow at the CGA Tour on Instagram, too. So thank you guys again for listening. And we'll catch you again very soon here. Hey, y'all trying to go to OKC Dodgers game?